In his song, Happy, Pharrell Williams proclaims, happiness is the truth. On Tribute to Happiness, we speak with guests who are putting this truth into practice, sharing their stories about what happens when happiness becomes a genuine focus. Tribute to Happiness is brought to you by Iceland's Chief Happiness Officer, Heather Svein Bjornsson. Hello and good morning. This is Iceland's Chief Happiness Officer. One does not get appointed as a nation's Chief Happiness Officer. It's a choice. It's a choice about how I want to serve my country and community, about addressing something critical that's missing in society. Listening and gratitude are things that are missing, especially in our work lives. Add those two things and positivity and productivity take off. Leave them out and work becomes routine, performance mediocre. Let's explore some new ideas and thinking about happiness at work. Let's also look at happiness at home and happiness. Today on the Tribute to Happiness podcast, I have a very special guest from the United States of America. Hello, Mr. Gasson. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, you are, what, what five hours behind me, uh, yes, the Icelandic so good, time. So good afternoon to you and yes, good thank morning you. to me. Correct. So I said Mr. Gasson because if I would say, like for us who are not in the States... I would say rich Gasson, but you Correct. are not rich, are you? I am rich in many ways. But yeah, but not in yes. the name. But because you write the, the name is written R I C H, and you Correct. are called Rick. Uh, I'm ca- called Richard or Rick, either either any of those. So, uh, so Rich, Rick, or Richard. Is your name Richard? Uh, like my full name is Richard Gasson. Correct. Okay. That because and for some reason, I dropped Richard when I left high school. I sort of started a new identity when I went to college, and I went to Rich. And people have called me various things. Yeah, okay. Some good, some bad. But <laughs> so, how, how is But you, I, you, you go by the name Rick, don't you? Uh, no, I go by Rich as much as so Rick. So it's yeah, Rich, so. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, you made me, uh, when I was... I was working uh, like in the countryside this weekend and I was thinking about our interview or like that we were going to talk together mm-hmm. and I was just like, why is it rich? Well, is he it, called Rick? So it, it puzzled me, all hmm. the little things that you'd start thinking about. <laughs> but welcome to uh, the Tribute to Happiness podcast. And I was thinking about if you just, because you have, you have, when I met you for the first time, you you mentioned that you have been through some stuff in life, mm-hmm. as we all know. Like life can never be without something. So, sure. give the listeners a little bit uh, a story about the life of Rich Gasson. Sure. So we met uh, actually on the gratitude encounters that uh, Kevin Monroe puts on every once in a while. Yes. And we've had some small group discussions and we talk about the things that we're grateful for. So what you are referring to is that I had a little cancer scare about three years ago, um, was able to come through it. And at the moment I am clean scans and doing well. But of course that uh, puts a little damper on your uh, situation in the moment and you really start to look inside yourself and think about things in a different way. 
I would say that before that, I was much more structured and disciplined in work. I, first of all, I manage a, a print shop at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in Wisconsin, United States. And uh, I was much more by the book and, you know, following disciplinary actions when people did not follow the rules and things like that. But once I went through um, a cancer scare, I definitely changed the way I saw life. I changed the way I saw other people. I was much more grateful for my situation and much more empathetic for others. Um, so. Um, happiness, ironically, is just one of those things that you need to bring into your life and enjoy every minute that you have because you don't know when that last minute will come. And quite honestly, um, being grateful and thankful and happy for everything that you have um, is really the key in my, in my world to you know, making it through every day. So, so. <clears throat> is it safe to say that before you got the cancer, as you were mentioned, that you worked by the book and stuff, did your family, like, did you take work over family? Or how, 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 how was the balance there before uh, the cancer? Um, I definitely prioritized work to be important because it's the way that you pay for everything that you need to do in the rest of your life. Um, I would say I, had, I, had, uh, I have two sons. Uh, they're now uh, teenagers, one's in college. And um, prior to that, I definitely tried to spend time with the family, but I definitely prioritized work and then furthering my education um, during earlier years. I went back to college at age 40 and got my uh, bachelor's degree in 2015. So I spent a lot of time focusing on that and work during the time that I went back to college. And uh, yes, so after the diagnosis and after going through treatment, I definitely focused on family more made sure I was taking breaks and taking time for family more often than I probably did prior to the diagnosis. So your, your values or, or like you focused on the more things that maybe are more close to your heart than, than like, okay. Absolutely, yes. But, but how you, def you definitely take a reassessment of everything yeah. um, and figure out, you know, what are most important to you. You still need to do well at your job. You need to be, you know, committed to the purpose of doing your job. But um, you also can be committed to self-care and taking breaks and spending time with family. Yeah. So when we talk about happiness at work, or mm -hmm. like whatever we call it, but I focus on happiness at work. How, how much or how you you can define it as whatever you want. Can you mm -hmm. see, like when you think about the word happiness at work, can you see? the shift from and how you did before and then you do now like how, how because you say that you look at people in a different way you treat yeah. yourself in a different way because you you put yourself you you prioritize yourself you like mm -hmm. you have only one life and you have to be you have to take care of yourself to take care of others and stuff so so can you like if you think about the time before how happiness at work was and then how mm -hmm. happiness at because you mentioned some things that like you try to lift the spirit and stuff you you have something because you have your focus is different now as you you ha you were the mm -hmm. senior or you like you ha had this boss role or, or yeah before. so i supervise a staff of the people that are operating the print equipment in our production area yeah 
Um, I've been doing that since 2012. I was diagnosed in 2018. So prior to uh, going through treatment, I, I, I've always had fun at work. I've been the type of person that has to infuse humor and fun into your job because that's what makes it tolerable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I've always joked around, had a good time, tried to be a positive, optimistic person. Um, I would say that when I first started supervising, I focused more on being a manager than being a leader. So um, there's a difference in those two titles and roles. Mm-hmm. And being a leader is more mentoring, um, helping others uh, become leaders themselves, and uh, kind of growing people, as opposed to managing is getting the work through the system, doing timesheets, discipline when needed, etc. So uh, as I grew as a manager and more into a leader, I started to change just naturally and starting to see more of the whole person for each of the employees that worked with me and started to blossom into a a little better uh, person myself in in that regard of seeing the whole person, trying to develop others within the shop. Um, I was usually pretty open about my personal life, but I don't think I told people a lot about my health. But I will say that when I was diagnosed, the first thing I decided to do was be very vulnerable with my staff and let them know my situation because they were going to see a change in my behavior and my actions. I was also constantly, you know, on time and in the office a lot. And suddenly I was going to be away for large chunks of time for treatment, for surgery, et cetera. So I needed to let them know up front by being vulnerable and being very open with my situation. Um, So, after going through that, I saw the benefits of letting, of being open to everyone and being, you know, keep making sure that people understood my situation so that I could better lead them with theirs. And I was definitely drawn to doing that with other people as I came back into the office. And I saw some of the situations that I had treated differently in the past, maybe through, you know, writing up someone for being continuously tardy. Now you're looking at their situation and saying, what is, what is the root cause of this? Is there something we can change? Can we change your schedule? Do you need some help with daycare? What, what is something we can do internally with your situation to make you, you know, able to come to work on time or change the situation for them? And that's kind of leading that whole person. And quite honestly, I'm uh, happier and in better, you know, condition when I'm treating people in those situations as opposed to going down the road of discipline or treating them for, you know, constantly being late. So if you, if you don't go to the root cause of what the problem is, then you're stuck in this kind of continual rut of dealing with issues as opposed to saying, how can I help this person? How can we both be more content or happier in our jobs? So can you, can you feel or, or see that you were maybe more stressed prior and then afterwards when you like let go, then you can like when you open yourself and then the stress, maybe the burnout, because we are talking about a lot about burnout these days. Yes. So I would say that I definitely didn't do a lot of self care, um, prior to the health scare. Um, didn't take very many breaks, uh, ate at my desk all the time, you know, worked through breaks 
now I have developed a habit of walking. So I, I walk twice a day at work, and I you know deliberately take time during the day to get out of the office and go out and enjoy our beautiful campus here in Madison. And um, you know, other just taking time off from work as, as well, which we'll get into it maybe a little bit here. So but yes, how, uh, self care. So how is it if we if we talk about like happiness at work is all about maybe the biggest thing is results and relationships. So if mm -hmm. you take the relationships and the stuff maybe or the things that you could implement for your staff like when you do you say to people well I'm off for my like morning walk will somebody join me or do you take them with you or, or like is there some some element of surprise in your like being a leader mm -hmm. now that you try to, I'm not talking about a fruit basket, I'm more talking about, mm -hmm. hey, let's do this. And it's just having, mm -hmm. because the fun part, you can be joking and you can have fun, but right. it's more about the appreciation of the workers or the people you have, because mm -hmm. everybody needs a validation of yes. you as a person and you as a work person. So like, did you implement something like new stuff after which you um, or did you have this culture in your place because I they must we had, we had pretty good culture going ahead of this we really started to focus on flexibility and scheduling and um you know we we used to do the cookouts and you know all of those things before covid hit where you had the social invent environment uh going pretty well with our group I think now, um, as we, we actually didn't take a break during COVID in our production area here, we stayed working and actually, instead of doing print projects, we manufactured um, protective face shields for the local hospital for several months here. All right. um, so we, we made about 60,000 face shields for UW hospitals here in Madison. And so during that time, you know, you also refocus the, the mission of the group and you get this bonding of we're here for this larger cause than what we normally would be doing. And we're normally doing really good things on campus, which are helping people market their message. But it changed the, the, uh, the goal of why we were coming to work during that time, to be more focused on helping people be safe, right? And so there's some contentment to that as well. The type of work we do and having the the satisfaction and contentment of producing good work for people that is going to benefit them in many ways in some cases it's just to get their marketing message out but in others it's to make them safe while they do their jobs in in a hospital that was really helpful for people um, carrying that on now that we're more back to normal here as far as our work going and we're running print jobs um, we try to have an entertaining and flexible and enjoyable environment um, you, you know, you give people, again, the flexibility to um, take time off as needed. We actually had the situation where for one year we barely used any time off because uh, people were off because of COVID anyway. So they ended up with a lot of extra vacation time carried over from last year. So this year we've really stressed taking care of yourself, which is take the time off, use the time up that you have in the bank and take some extra time off for you. And we will get the work done. The others in the room will, will take care of the work while you are off. And in another week, they'll get a day off and you'll be here to help take care of the work. So that's probably been the biggest change recently. 
Um, but also for, for me personally, it's, it's taking a look at my energy levels and knowing that you need regular breaks and whether that break might be five minutes or it might be a 20 minute walk across campus or it might be I need to take an entire day off to recharge. Um, definitely making sure that you see those battery levels within yourself and, and you know, recharging as needed is really important to keeping yourself content and happy um, the rest of the time that you're at work. Um, a small, a, a very short walk can do a, an amazing amount of recharging for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I, I commonly listen to music while I'm at work or other times I really enjoy music and it brings happiness to me as well. So during my walks, I'll put headphones on and listen to some songs that I enjoy and just kind of probably get caught singing along to them <laughs> as I'm walking. But um, it just completely puts you in a new mindset. Even if you're having a stressful day, you can come back, be refocused, and dig back in and, you know, find some uh, power and energy in that. So. so the question I have in my mind now is how many people are working with you or, or under you or sure. what, how, how you so I, I supervise nine right now and our department is a total of 23 employees and I kind of co-supervise the other people that are in the room as well there's three managers here taking care of the, the entire staff but so it's a neat, small group yeah but I, okay as it is a small group even though it's nine or 23 how, how do you do you have anything that like is there an open door you can come always to me or whatever mm -hmm. like can you because you can't sometimes your head just goes off because you have to you have to focus on your work also because you have sure. something that you have to deliver and stuff but mm -hmm. how how is it that if a if a, a person says okay i'm on fire there's something wrong can i talk to you do you like uh, is it allowed is it in a manifesto of the place or how how is the discussion about this is it all right to be because you know as you have teenage boys that mm. there is something you you bring kids up and you want them to be like a good citizens and they don't they just think <laughs> about themselves and stuff but you can't control the mind because the mind plays tricks and they say like everybody has this and you are just like no not you <laughs> like but how is it that you can because Sometimes people go into this mindset that no, my problems they are like they are not like rich. He has like his problem was way more like more important than mine. So how do sure. you, how do you secure that people can be open and t talk about? Do you have a meetings or do you like how do you do it? Can you do you have anything sure. in mind? So first of all, I work right alongside my staff. My office does have an open door and I can see and hear the production area. I work right along with them. I commonly jump in and help with hand assembly projects and things like that. And um, I do encourage and welcome people to walk in and talk to me. As long as I, basically, if I don't have these earbuds in, then I'm available. If I'm sitting at my desk in a meeting, I usually am on a Zoom call these days, so I'll probably have headphones on of some kind, and they see that that means I'm tied up. But if I'm not, if I'm working on something at my desk, I am, I am available for people. And I just read a book uh, called Anxiety, by Work, at, Anxiety at Work by Chester Elton, and one of the quotes in there was, um, if you have a problem and you share it with me, it's our problem. But if you have a problem and you don't share it with me, it's your problem. And so when you take that into account, 
it's the idea of share your issues with me, whether they're a work-related issue or even a personal issue, and we'll work through them together and see if there's a solution that we can come up with. Mm -hmm. might not be something that I can solve personally, but maybe I can direct you to another group or entity on campus that would be able to help you out. Um, I, I really saw this directly with one of my employees who was struggling with some family matters. And at first, he definitely kept it in, and his performance went down um, at work. And so he was starting to get towards the point of needing some disciplinary action. And, but we, we investigated the situation. We became curious and talked about it. And when we really got to the root of the problem, we were able to get him some guidance and some help in uh, the situation that he was dealing with. And he turned around and was definitely more content and was able to prioritize work after getting some solutions in place because he wasn't constantly worrying about those problems while at work. He was able to solve the problems, move on, come to work, and be here, to be present at work. Mm. So Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. I, I, think, I think that also, you know, I'm, I am uh, a, um, continuously positive and optimistic, and so I think people see that in me. And it's infectious at some point, you know, happiness and positivity and all of those things are infectious when, when you display and, and, you know, show those in action. And people saw that I got through my health scare with um, optimism. I mean, quite honestly, if I would have been down about myself, it would have been a much different situation. Mm. But through the help of others, through a great networking community, and also being very positive and optimistic about how to handle things, um, I was able to come through that. And people see that and say, okay, Mr. Positive over there, you know, you, you give yourself a positive attitude. And there's a lot of studies showing that if you wake up in the morning and, you know, go through a gratitude journal or a discussion of, you know, what are three things I'm grateful for, I'm going to start the day in a positive way, that can have a huge effect on your attitude throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Then the small bad things that come along and hit you, you know, kind of, you can kind of brush those off. Yeah. As opposed to if you wake up and you're going to have a bad day, guess what? You're going to find all of the things throughout the day that, you know, verify and, and confirm that it is a bad day. And you're mm. going to continue to go down that spiral and have a bad day. Yeah. So part of just being happy is, you know, putting yourself in that position to say, I'm going to be in a positive mood. I'm going to help others. I'm going to, you know, spread some joy and be thankful and, you know, share gratitude with people, which is also very um, to, that's a two-way street of, you know, you gain and you get some dopamine hits from being uh, grateful with others and thanking them. So uh, a lot of that is how I get through the workday. Yeah. But you had a project. Uh, and you, I, I, you graciously sent a little bit of the product you are making. Who came oh. up with it, uh, the thankful notes or, or thank you notes sure. at the workplace? So, so I've always been a huge proponent of uh, handwritten thank you cards. And so we use up leftover stock in the building, leftover paper from projects by printing different uh, gratitude cards, thank you notes, um, congratulations cards, and so forth. And I've been distributing those to uh, employees and to customers of ours for quite a while. Um, and I sent you a, a care package as well at one point. Um, so that's just another way of, first of all, we're using up um, leftover resources so they don't go to waste. Um, we're advertising and marketing our, our department, obviously, on campus. When I hand out notepads and, and thank you cards with our logo on them, um, it's, it's advertising our business. But it also allows people to spread joy to others because I'm sending them thank you cards that they can then 
write a note to their employee or to a vendor or to a family member and spread that even farther. So um, it's just one little way to spread the happiness, spread the joy a bit farther. Absolutely brilliant. Mm -hmm. It's just like mm -hmm. the little things. It's just, and, and also you're like reducing waste. So that's uh, Correct. great. But mm -hmm. then let's continue too, because you have, okay, you have mentioned that you're optimistic and you're positive. So we, we let's go on the home front. How is happiness at sure. home? What, what does Rich Gasson do to like happiness at home? What, mm -hmm. what is your favorite so, things? Uh, again, I have two teenage boys. We do a lot of sports together as a family with my wife as well. We have a natural foursome, so we were able to play volleyball in the yard, golf. Um, we've played tennis in the past. One thing that we got into in the last few years was fishing. So we, we go shore fishing quite a lot here in the area. There's a lot of opportunities to fish, and there's... Um, a lot of great fishing in, in, in all of Wisconsin, but definitely in this area. We can fish for inland trout in some streams. We catch uh, bass and northern pike out of some waterways here. And that's a really great way for me personally to relax and recharge. Um, I kind of think of fishing as meditation. I go alone quite a lot as well. So that time for me is when I can, you know, be with my own thoughts and recharge and, and um, so forth. But when I'm with the family, it's also a great time for bonding and to spend time with your family um, and celebrate each other's successes of catching fish. We teach each other things about the lures we're using. And, you know, um, it's interesting because my sons, you know, they would look things up online on YouTube videos of how to use certain certain lures and teach me who I've been fishing all my life. Um, you know, they're able to teach me different ways of doing things, and I've gotten better at, at that as well. So you find enjoyment in learning from your children, teaching your children, and so forth. Yeah, so, um, so you're happy with have, the egg teaching the hand. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and we also grow quite a lot of our own food in our yard. My wife was a, a, came from a farming family and uh, is a natural gardener. She does a fantastic job with just about every kind of fruit and vegetable you can imagine that grows in our area we have within our yard or in her uh, family's uh, farmland. So um, full gamut of fruits and vegetables. So as a family, we've always helped out in the yard together. So uh, my wife does the planting and most of the harvesting, but you know we help weed, we rototill together, we, all of those things. So um, you know, weeding can be a mundane, boring task to some mm -hmm. degree, but if you put the big picture thinking into it, you find some contentment and joy in preparing the land for the harvest that you're going to be able to enjoy later on. You know, if you can remove the weeds, then the peppers will grow larger and then you're going to have fantastic stuffed peppers in September and October, which we've been enjoying recently. So yes. that type of thinking when, you know, the chores and the mundane tasks around the house, um, we, we kind of split up the uh, meal prep within the four of us um, all along as well. So one of us or two of us possibly make the meal and the others prepare the table and then clean up from the meal. And it doesn't matter who did the cooking, that person's clear of doing the dishes and clean up. Yeah. So that's just a natural way to, you know, I, I always say at work that the team solves the team's problems. And I say that at home as well, I get mocked for it, but it's true. You know, we were a team when we make dinner and one of us or two of us prepare the food one of us or two of us cleans up afterwards, and the team gets through that task. Yeah. Um, and we enjoy the meal together as well. 
So that's kind of the reward for that meal. As you were saying uh, about the fishing and when you are, you are alone and you are just in your own thoughts and stuff, that means that you are not listening to music when you are fishing. Normally not. Occasionally I will, but I actually enjoy the, the sounds of nature and, you know, observing. I just went fishing on Saturday. There were eagles flying and herons and geese and ducks all over the place. It's currently hunting season for them, so they're scurrying about. Um, just seeing the sun rising up through the trees and enjoying the fog lifting off the water. You know, all of those things, you don't need music along with that in order to be content and just you know, really look at nature and enjoy the amazing amazingness of it. So um, usually I don't have music going during that time. Is that something that you had to learn or did your parents, for example, teach you to be? Because um, a lot of people, they can't. Like I, I had this for a thing for years. I always had to have music. But then, mm -hmm. I, and then when you because that that is a habit you can outgrow. But yes. now now I, I can. But it's easy because your head starts to spin. Mm -hmm. And then maybe as you, you had your health scare that you, like, did you find the, did you go fishing then and just contemplated about your health and life and, and mm -hmm. in this situation, because I, I totally saw every scenery of it, like the fog lifting, uh, like you painted a vivid uh, picture of it. So, so yes. did you, was it, acquired like did you have you always been like that or or did you have to learn it um i think i've always tried to have some downtime i mean technology is great and that we all have phones music players and cameras in our pockets now but you need to get away from technology as well so um i take a lot of walks and sometimes i'll have headphones on for those walks i'll either listen to music or podcasts but sometimes i deliberately don't bring the music along and just enjoy nature and the, you know, the world around me because there's something to be said for that as well. Kind of depends on the mood. Maybe if I'm preparing for a discussion like this, I might you know, kind of power down so that I can you know, go through my own thoughts and work through that. Fishing is definitely one of those times where um, there's a lot of you know, enjoyment just in the surroundings and catching a fish is kind of the bonus. Yeah. So. I think yeah. what we have in common is the surroundings and maybe eating the fish. I can't. Mm. I have never figured out this thing about standing and fish because that's the most boring thing I ever had in my life. It's just like, oh, people find the tranquility and I'm just like, mm. where is the fish? Where is the fish? Where uh -huh. <laughs> so, so that's... If you don't, yeah, if you don't worry so much about the fish, the fish will come. Yeah. If you, you know, you know, have to have the right bait and the right lures and the right technique. But after that, it's uh, I'm going to spend time in nature for three hours, and lo and behold, some fish show up. Oh, okay, if, uh, maybe I'll try. It, yeah, take it in a different way. It's it's not. I have to go catch fish because now it's a job, and there's a goal. And if you don't meet that goal, you'll be dissatisfied. Yeah. So my goal is go out and have a great morning, and watch the sunrise and enjoy the birds, and you know, amazingly, sometimes fish come home in the bucket. Yes, and you eat it. Yeah. And we absolutely <laughs> eat it, yes. But then in, then to just sum it up, like happiness in life, like you you, sure. you must have folk, like you have been through, because I, I as I told you, you have this interesting story and, and mm -hmm. when you talk about it and just are open about your health scare 
mm-hmm. and, and how your focus shifts. Like, can you remember, okay, we when we grow up, we don't want to be our parents because they, t- <laughs> we tend to think that mm-hmm. they are horrible, but they are not. They do their best thing. So, so like, did you, wh- when you think about this and, 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 and experience happiness in life because you have amazing it sounds like you have amazing boys and you have a recreation room that uh, to envy like it's <laughs> great stuff you have there but like but happiness in life like did you when you and your family also like how how did mm-hmm. they how did this uh, your experience impact them and how you have worked yourself out of this sure um, yeah, I think it all, it gave everybody in the family a different view on priorities and on what's, you know, what's important in life. Um, people around us have bigger houses and nicer cars and things like that. And you look at the end of the day and you know that that wasn't important. The important thing is we're a close-knit family. We spend a lot of time together. We eat most of our meals together. It was actually kind of a challenge because my oldest son has um, gone away to college. He actually came here to UW-Madison. So he's only 15 minutes away from home, but you got very used to the four of us at home helping out and spending time playing games together. Um, so we're missing one now. We just, just had lunch with him yesterday. We went to church together and um, saw him for lunch. But, um, but having that close-knit family where you spend a lot of time together, we don't do a lot of video gaming or, you know, technology within the house. Um, We are more sit down at the table, play a card game type of family. Um, But the the realization after a health scare like that of what's important and prioritizing family and communication over those um, material things, I think was a really important uh, eye-opener. And not that our goal was material things prior to that, but I don't think that you know, the spending time with each other was our main um, focus all of the time before. Um, also, just just taking the time for self-care. Each person in the household needs to take time for that. My wife has struggled with that in the past because she is a very hard worker, uh, especially with the gardening and helping out with family. So um, making sure that there's some downtime in your life where you step away from the work and the priorities in front of you and just recharge. That's a really important thing for everybody to do. And also, like I said earlier, just deciding to be happy and being in a good mood. Um, that's a really easy way to uh, you know, kind of affect the things around you, whether it's in your home, um, at work, or wherever. Um, kind of priming yourself is the term that uh, a lot of people are using online these days. Is You can pre-prime a situation by um, putting a notion in your mind, and then you're going to see things that validate that side of your um, perspective all the time. Uh, just, just before you had invited me to talk on this, online I saw a graphic that talked about the three P's of happiness, and they were pleasure, purpose, and pride. Mm. And so I found that quite interesting because, you know, the pleasure is having fun, joy, and awe in your daily routine. Um, purpose is using your gifts and talents in pursuing a, of a meaningful goal. And then pride is getting a rewarding sense of accomplishment from the things you do, whatever those things are. You know, we don't have to move mountains. We don't have to be the CEO of giant corporations. We can, we can supervise a print shop or we can uh, help our family, you know, solve a problem in the home. And that's, you can be very content and proud of those types of things 
um, as opposed to some people who are really reaching for the top. Um, you tend to see the people that are um, focusing on success, they lose sight of the personal things. And it usually takes a major life event of um, a, health care for the, a health scare for themselves or somebody passing away in their family for them to realize that those original goals of success maybe weren't the most important thing for them. Yeah, you can work, sorry for my friends, uh, mm-hmm. you can work your ass off. Yes. You can t- if, if you work your ass off and you say, yeah, I can enjoy tomorrow, I can enjoy after five years, mm-hmm. like, when is life? Life is now. So right. I, th- I think this universal wiring about work is a value in a, se- like, uh, as our parents and their parents said, that you have to work to be something, to be mm-hmm. somebody, you have to work. We need mm-hmm. to balance that out and just, like you had done in the hard way, like the hard way that mm-hmm. you have to focus like it's not 80 20 it's just 50 50 or like you have to balance your life to right. pursue happiness in life or or a good life or what however we what word we want to to be content yes and you can define work in many different ways you yeah. can work on making sure that your children develop into great individuals you can work on making sure that your family life is, you know, um, full of value and you spend time with them, as opposed to saying you can go to the office and work. Yeah. You know, it's all relative. Yes. You get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. So. Well, as I knew, this has been a fantastic chat. And I, I, I thank you very much for it because you, after you told us your story at the Gratitude Encounter, I was just like, wow. Because oh. it, it, it makes you ponder like it makes you think about your own own life and then mm-hmm. whatever situation you are in like what yeah. would happen and you you start asking these questions and you just i just admire you for the positive outtake on life and everything it's just like and you i think in some sense even though we have have not met in person that you have impacted the impact you just threw in at that meeting it was just like wow wow and then I appreciate you saying that. That is very kind of you. So, yeah, oh. well, it's my pleasure. But we have to finish this. And as I have always done in my these episodes, you have to say one word in Icelandic. Okay. <laughs> so that now it's the challenge we are talking about in the... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Mr. Gassen, I want you to say the Icelandic word Reiðarfjörður. Reiðarfjörður. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... That's what the did t- I just say? <laughs> <laughs> that's the town in east of Iceland. So uh, mm. I thank you very much for your giving me the time and, and uh, because I know you are at work. So just thank you very much and I hope our my listeners, if any, <laughs> that they can take and learn something from this chat because... Live and learn, live and learn. So thank you very much, Rich. Thank you for talking. This has been the Tribute to Happiness podcast. Tune in for next week's episode. You'll find us on social media.